A friend is a buddy that you love. We bring them on the show to teach us some stuff. And when the show comes to an end, if anyone asks, you must contend that Jason and Kelsey have friends. Jason and Kelsey have friends. All right. Welcome to Jason and Kelsey have friends. I'm Jason. And I'm Kelsey. And we are two Bay Area Asians learning from our friends. Learn we do, Jason. We learn a lot. We really, really do. Yeah, at least once a week we do learn something. Yeah. Some would argue, at a minimum, based on scheduling, we learn from our friends once a week. Yeah, it's quite nice. Kelsey, uh, did you do any learning on your own this week? Anything new? What's up? Yes, actually, this week I did do some learning. Um, I was a little bit, a little bit shocked to learn this week that Costco no longer sells the Polish sausage hot dog. Oh, really? Yeah, that's this isn't well, this is this is this is a, a pan- PSA. This is a pandemic thing. This is pre-pandemic, my friend. I believe this is pre-pandemic. Oh, and it- this deci- listen, <laughs> someone at Costco unilaterally made the decision to say, let's take one of the most popular items that we have it's- historically sold. Wait, wait, it's not one of the most popular items. Are you, you are, uh, I'm sorry. This is, this begs a sec- separate question. When you go get the hot dog and soda combination for $1.50 at Costco. Yeah. Do you not get the Polish sausage? No, I don't. I get the regular sausage. Why would you do that when there's a polar sausage option? Because the regular sausage is good. It's like the it's classic. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's good. Yeah. Okay. Just like a hamburger is good. A hamburger is like, good. It is good. But then, if you had an option between a hamburger and a cheeseburger, what would you pick? I pick a. Honestly, I I generally eat hamburgers over cheeseburgers. Oh, you're a, you're a- you're a goddamn monster. That sounds terrible. Ugh. Anyway, I need. So I, I mean, I was just shocked by that because Polish sausage is pretty popular. Like, and they've been selling it for years. It's not like, oh, hey, we're gonna try this. Like, we're I gonna try enchiladas for a week. And I then think it's the, like, oh, no one wants to buy the Costco enchiladas. Like, I think the fact that they got rid of the Polish sausage means you are overestimating how popular it was. Uh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty. I'm pretty upset. That's like a thing about your childhood, right? Like, it's like. What is it like? It's like finding out that like they discontinued the Ninja Turtles. They're just like we're gonna stop making anything related to Ninja Turtles. Anymore. I honestly, like, I would be I okay would, with that. <laughs> I don't know. What did, what did you like when you? I think were, I think you have too many attachments. That that's actually true, Kelly. My wife does say that. She says I am attached to too many things. Yeah, and I yeah. say I say put down my Power Ranger toys and let's have this discussion. Like yeah, exactly, exactly. You're you're setting yourself up for disappointment. I think there, there's still yeah. plenty of good food options at Costco. It's, it's cheap. You can go inside and buy a bunch of Polish sausage. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. No, like, I've, I've you don't have to protest. get it from the outside. Yeah. I'm 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 unilaterally protesting the food court now, but uh, I guess aside from your complete lack of empathy for the loss of our Polish sausage brethren, uh, what did you learn this week? What did I learn? Okay, so I think, <laughs> I guess similar to you, this is also more of a PSA than something that I learned because this is something okay. that, that I came across a, a few years ago. But now that we have this huge platform, 
and yeah, like huge. so many listeners. I think it's really important that, that I get this news out there. So I want to talk about, um, it's actually uh, a comic book and a comic book hero. It's called yeah. the, Sh- the, the Green Turtle. And the comic book is called The Shadow Hero. And it's by this guy named Gene Yang. Um, And what's notable about this is that it is a Asian American like superhero. Uh And the backstory is actually quite cool because this character first appeared in the 1940s when there was like this big boom in like comic books. Yeah. And the the person who like came up with the character and and did the illustrations for him was... uh, was it was an Asian American, um, oh. but because the publishers were a bit hesitant about having an Asian American character, uh-huh. um, he would purposefully draw the character so that his face would always be obscured. So oh. you, so for most like casual readers, they probably they just be like, oh, this is like a, a weird shadow character. Um, yeah. It's only for people who are more in the know. They'd be like, oh, okay this is an Asian American character. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. So it was kind of a short lived thing. Right. Okay. Um, and then Gene Yang, who's like this more modern guy, he decided to kind of take over on this, this project. He like claimed it from, um, it was in the public domain. So he, really? yeah. Oh. So he took the character and he actually created a backstory for him, like gave him some like pretty clearly defined, like, like powers and, and whatnot. Uh-huh. So like and a whole narrative around it. And, and, the fact that the story is called the shadow hero is kind of a reference to, you know, the original illustrations of the character. Yeah. Sorry. So quick, just to understand the green turtle was the original character in the 1940s. And then he became the shadow hero or where did the no, green turtle come from? So the character's name is the green turtle. Uh, the shadow hero is just oh. the name of the, the comic book that came out. That, oh, that oh, goes I see. into I see. the green turtles backstory. Yeah. Oh, got it. So Green Turtle is the is the character and the hero. The comic book name is just just happens to be Shadow. Exactly. Oh, that's interesting. So, I mean, yeah. are they gonna try to like reboot that? That's so that's crazy to me that in the 1940s there was technically enough of an audience who would be like, "Hey, we're gonna slyly slip this Asian American narrative in," and people were like, "All right, cool." No, I don't. I don't think the publishers even realized like what was happening. So oh, it, so it, was it was the like, artist oh. himself was being sly because he because <laughs> he like really wanted to do it for himself. Oh, interesting. So it yeah. was like, hey, this character's name is John Lee, and they're like Lee, like Robert E. Lee, right? And they're like, no, 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 no. it's like Bruce Lee, Lee. And they're like, who's Bruce Lee? Because this is nineteen forty, so Bruce Lee exactly, wasn't exactly. Yet. And they were like, yep, wow. I knew you'd get it right amazing. away, Kelsey. You oh, really do what? impress me. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Listen, Jason. Between between researching polar sausage and whether or not they are available at Costco. I do a lot of research into this narrative, but um, yeah. but that's actually really fascinating. Have they rebooted it or something, or is it like available now? Is it a, is there an audience for this thing? I don't think there's been any sort of bigger plans associated with the character. He's not part of like the Marvel universe or, or anything like that. He's kind of just like a oh. one off thing. But the the comic book oh. was a New York Times bestseller, so it's got some like critical acclaim. And, oh wow! Gene uh, Yang also received like the macarthur genius grant i don't know if it's because of just this work or or in general but yeah so that's awesome yeah it's pretty cool have you read it have you read it i read it a couple years ago yeah um it's definitely worth checking out yeah it's definitely worth checking out really yeah did did you do you were you like wow like we made it like we did it we did it guys (laughs) 
No. Like, yes. <laughs> I'm not, to be like, honest, like, I'm not like a big comic book person, so I didn't really have a great right. frame of reference when, when I was looking through it. But yeah. yeah, I appreciated what he was able to do and kind of um, incorporating some like Asian American ideas that, that I can relate to oh, that's you know, cool. in the work. Yeah, it's nice. I wonder if the hero is like a teenager because then it's like, oh, look, he's taking six AP classes. I remember doing that. <laughs> is it like that or no? Yeah, so he actually is a teenager. He lives with his mom. I knew it! I knew it. <laughs> you know, so there is like this whole like the, the mom is like a pretty important there, yeah, yeah. like part of his, his uh, whole okay. story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like she she sews his first like uh, superhero. That's outfit. awesome! Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Oh my gosh. Well, it's funny that you mentioned comic books because our next guest, who we are super excited to have on, is uh, also, I believe, equally into comic books. But without further ado, hailing from Southern California, she is a Los Angeles-based writer and actress, a graduate of the Second City Conservatory Program, an ensemble member of the sketch team Winnebago and No Shoes Allowed for Second City Hollywood, with sketch performances at the Los Angeles Chinese Film Festival, as well as a stand-up performer at Flappers Comedy Club. On top of her impressive acting career, she is also the founder and owner of Flower Child Hair, a hair accessories business based in Newport Beach, California. Please welcome to the podcast, Christina Sue. Christina! Yeah, hi. Christina! What's going on? Yay. <laughs> Thank you for that wonderful bio. Yeah! <laughs> I, I, spent... I am so embarrassed right now. I like... I'm Why? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really like talking about myself. It's a, like... I mean, it's a pretty impressive like list of... For sure. And I really appreciate how Kelsey you, said it you. in such a slow and <laughs> elongated yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, I a know. Nice build up. I know. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you, have you ever got an intro like that, Christina? Please tell me. No, that. you were, you're the first. You're the first to introduce me this way. It's amazing. Yep. If people can't see, I did air, air punches in the air. He did. I can see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Christina, how are you? What's going on? Good. And that intro was fantastic. Um, Jason, I didn't know you played the guitar and can sing. Uh, yeah. That's something I can't do. Okay. <laughs> that must yeah, be the only that. thing you can't do. I was taking notes during your intro. They told oh. me to, that's why. <laughs> For oh, anyone listening, wow. they told what me to take a notes. Nerd. <laughs> what a nerd. Here's where I'm like Kelsey. I prefer cheeseburgers over hamburgers. Oh. And, but I... I have never tried the Polish hot dog at Costco. Oh, well, you never will. <laughs> you never will. You're, you, I feel you're like not this missing out. I Dr. Pepper thing where... Oh, okay. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like this is like the Dr. Pepper thing where people who have never tried Dr. Oh. Pepper are like, what? Have you tried Dr. Pepper? Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. It's oh, the no. worst. You like Dr. Pepper? I do like Dr. Pepper. Oh, all right. Well, we're going to cut this off. Hey, it was really great having Christina on. Christina, yay! Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Jason tiebreaker here. Dr. Pepper's like not Dr. bad. Pepper. Dr. Pepper's not bad. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I Politics, can, political I can, no, answer. No, I could I could appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate that's it. Such, that's a no. That's a no. He does not like it. That's a no, but he doesn't want to alienate the I'm not, people who listen to this podcast who <laughs> like Dr. Pepper. I'm not a big uh soda drinker, but I'm all for uh, uh keeping uh sponsorship opportunities open. So yeah, Dr. Of Pepper's course, pretty good. That's right. <laughs> 
That's Dr. Dr. Pepper, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Pepper, it's pretty good. <laughs> I appreciate it. We just it. wrote the tag for them. Exactly. Um, so, Christina, obviously, given the intro, very impressive background. Um, but I would love to hear in your own words, like, how, how did you get into acting? Yeah, um, I think growing up, like, I was into performing arts. I definitely did indoor drumline high school, which is much more of like an acting thing you would say than traditional marching band um and i also did marching band too but during the off season there'd be indoor drumline xylophones yeah but we would make our own costumes and then we would just like perform it in the gymnasium where the basketball courts are and then yeah yeah so that's kind of how i got interested in the performing arts and then i mean growing up you just like the only person i saw that i could even feel like I see myself in them is Lucy Liu at the time when Mm -hmm. we were growing up. There really weren't that many Asian actresses. Um, And so you just don't think it's a viable career path. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I don't know if you guys ever thought like. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't, I I was very not as good at martial arts. So I was like, I don't, I don't have a, (laughs) that was like the only way in. Yeah. That's about it. There's no, like all the funny people are not Asian. But um, but that's I didn't know you did drum. Jason is actually I think Jason what? I recall you like drums as well. Yeah yeah yeah. So I, I grew up I grew up playing drums as well. So that's that's really cool that. Oh shoot! That you did Were that. you in a band? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually yeah. was in a band with some friends. Yeah. It was really quite bad. Um, we performed once, but no no I I mainly played uh, percussion for uh, I was in like the California Youth Symphony, so it was more oh, like okay. orchestral percussion. That was kind of my yeah, thing. yeah the timpanis the I had to do some of that stuff yeah 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 it's fun oh she's legit she she dropped timpani she's dropping drum names yeah it's really good so, <laughs> so as a as a non drummer what is the difference between you said indoor drumline and say other forms of okay you put on a show you have backdrops so you like have you can move the backdrops around it's a whole show oh, wow. it's a whole thing Whoa. costumes backdrops music everything and you get judged there's like different criteria it's That's a whole really thing cool. watch okay go on youtube after this and look up indoor drumline and you will see gotcha yeah yeah which drum did you uh, sorry very so i play the xylophones but <laughs> it's all percussion basically so oh cool yeah 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 so the melody comes from the xylophones and then obviously all the beats comes from the drummers yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we have oh, cymbal really players cool. and stuff Shoot. that stuff can get like really yeah. intense from from what i've heard um oh yeah people i know who, who used to do that sort of thing yeah yeah would you do like the, the four mallets <laughs> i did yeah. yeah 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 that's intense I, yeah. <laughs> holy crap i just saw that some some kid did like the, the super mario theme with four oh mallets. i've I was seen like, that i was so and good. i was like i can't even do that with two like <laughs> yeah 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 you double the difficulty you add another two yeah, it's yeah. for chords that's insane though like it's crazy oh, i have a i have a friend who um he was in a like a, a drum and bugle corps and that and that was like even oh, more yeah. intense and he would he played um the mallet instruments as well and he said that he would start bleeding like between oh, wow. between his fingers oh. they were expected to just like go that hard yeah yeah <laughs> well especially outdoors you really got to project that sound yeah yeah, yeah. so you're like slamming on <laughs> you're slamming on the xylophones yeah, so yeah. glad I got these two percussion titans together <laughs> to talk about this is this is the dr- mallet. This is a drum. Talk. Listen, are you Christina? Are you more of like a two mallet or are you more like a four mallet? Because like 
you know, there's like pros and cons of the two mallet, but the four mallet really gives you more of that sound. You this know is, what I mean? This is real good content. Yeah. Do I sound at all like I did percussion, or is that not? Did how you we... play any instruments, Kelsey? I did piano when I when I was probably like ten, and then no. <laughs> <laughs> so you were on the so you're on the xylophones in like high school, and you're like performing arts is is my bag and like that and like what's the ne- next natural yeah, step to so that or was it I really enjoyed you know that experience um and I guess that's the first time I realized I even wanted to be part of an ensemble and perform and stuff and then in college I ended up meeting friends that were models and writers just like it expanded my mind on the types of opportunities that you could have and pursue and yeah. so they told me that I had a very commercial look. Um, so I was getting that a lot. And they were like, oh, just submit yourself to like a couple commercial agents and see. And so after I graduated, I wasn't like I was so focused on studying and like just getting through and getting my degree in undergrad yeah. that I wasn't really you know caring about it. But when I graduated, I was like, well, you know, why not? And so I submitted it and got an agent right away. Commercial agencies are easier to get than theatrical, oh. just putting that out there. Okay. It, yeah. And you, um, it's, but like when you went to college, um, you you went to, I think you went to UCLA. Oh, UCLA. maybe. I don't know. It's a pretty good school. I only school. met you there. Yeah. Potentially. God. And, and you were doing political science and global studies. Was acting as a potential career on your radar at that point during school or no no after i graduated undergrad you know we graduated during the recession so that was like kind of crazy and so i decided to go to grad school to like Mm -hmm. write out the recession to have my master's in public policy from From uci that's right yep yep and so i ended up just thinking commercials are super easy to do um on the side and so i would just you know go to grad school and then if i had to audition i would just go and audition and just do that were, yeah. were you getting a lot of, um, I guess, work at that time? Like, no. Because obviously, oh. No. Yeah. But you were going on a lot of auditions? I would say I wasn't going that frequently. It's it's so, auditions are really interesting because you can get a lot of auditions in a short span of time, and then you can go through a dry spell where you get nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's really not stable. <laughs> I see. You know, what's funny is no one even said I have a look for commercials, so... I've been in a dry spell since roughly 2005. Well, I think that we're in a day and age where any look is commercial. Especially your weird look, Kelsey. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're suggesting? (laughs) Yeah. All all, they're really looking. Listen, they're looking for all sorts of looks, you know, non-traditional looks, funky looks. Really? Yeah. Is there a picture on your podcast so the viewers know what you look like? I have no idea if they know what I look like, and I hope that it's these things. Because I want to, I want to be, I want to be a shadow hero. <laughs> so there, yeah, there is a picture, but really, you can only see me, and Kelsey's in the shadows because we're not yeah. trying. We're, yeah. we're we're trying to attract Tec- listeners. Yeah, not yes. the other way around. Technically, <laughs> technically, the logo is Jason, but you can see my shoulder. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Kelsey- mostly because the crop job is not as good as it could have been. <laughs> Kelsey, has, Kelsey does have nice shoulders. Yeah. Thank you. I, Jason, yeah. I do try. Yeah. Do Speaking try. of the but, shadow hero, I looked it up while you guys were doing your intro because I was so curious. Uh, and he does look kind of Asian. You know, <laughs> you can you can tell. And it, it reminded me of this um Superman action figurine. 
that I saw that was made in China, and his face totally looked Asian. Oh wow! <laughs> but it was still wow. Superman, but like his face just looked exceptionally Asian. Just that's so Superman. funny. That's like <laughs> that's that's, that's like the same thing where it's like a factory worker in China is like, "This is my time. This gonna, is it. Uh, yeah. I will be the Gene Yang of this assembly line." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so Christina, so you are in Irvine getting your master in public policy yeah you're also going and I guess going on commercial auditions and things like that yeah what progresses from there or what what extended what you're doing yeah so I graduated and I was still working in the nonprofit sector and I do like that work but there's also a lot of bureaucratic red tape that comes with it Mm -hmm. at the time I just was getting a little frustrated and so I ended up taking a class in scene study at Howard Fine you have to come in with you know, your lines memorized. It was, it was serious. It was oh, really wow. serious. And I appreciated it. And and that class was, that was the first time you've ever done any sort of acting, right? Because your performance arts background was through music, right? Or- yeah. So, um, co- well, okay. So when I was doing commercials, uh, I took at Santa Monica College, they had some, you know, those like community college weekend classes that you can oh, attend. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just took that for commercials just so I knew what I was doing when I went on these auditions. Wow, okay. But commercial acting is also very different from, you know, theatrical acting. So I would say scene study at Howard Fine was the first time I really attempted doing um, theatrical acting. Oh, wow. Did you you ever... Oh, go ahead, Jason. Oh, I was just wondering, like, what is the difference? I I just assumed they were the same or or similar, just the different... Yeah, well, so for commercials, improv background is very helpful. Uh, um theatrical acting there's way more memorizing lines uh-huh. less improv unless you're working on a film where they allow for that i see oh interesting yeah so i would say it's probably more serious for the most part yeah 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 if you don't want me asking did you were you able to land a couple commercials during this time like- so i did not i still have not booked any commercials and i don't mind saying that because I mean, commercial. Okay, so I read Jenna Fisher's book, you know, Jenna yeah. Fisher. Oh, okay. Yeah. From The Office. The Office. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I recall her saying she's never booked a commercial. Oh, wow. Until after The Office. And all of a sudden, she has people coming up to her saying, Oh, yeah, I always have people telling me they want the Jenna Fisher <laughs> look or vibe so for these commercials. But that's yeah. that that's the weird thing about this industry is no one's looking for you until you're someone. And all of a sudden, everyone's looking for you. Oh, yeah. uh, so the, the only reason why I call that is because I so Kelly has a bunch of friends who are actors as well. And like, I swear, amongst probably four or five of them, I think one of them landed one commercial. Yeah. Also commercials have changed a lot like we're losing kind of the middle class actor <laughs> because back in oh. the day you can book a commercial and it would be sag rate of like 45 50k easily off one commercial whoa and so you you book one commercial and and you'd be set for a good year and then, then you can go on auditions but now com- commercials can be anywhere between like five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or oh wow so it's what, just what's, not the same what's causing that disparity there's so many people that want to be actors um so Uh, it's if you don't want it they can easily go with a non-union so i'm sag eligible but i am a non-union actor um and i don't want to join sag yet because then they'll take me out of a lot of the non-union work i can apply for uh, but it's really competitive in non-union too because 
there's so many people that are going for these same roles. So there's more people than ever, you know, and yeah. When you normally go on an audition, uh-huh. I mean, how many people are going for these roles? Yeah, time? that varies. I would say there's what people call cattle calls. And that's like, they put it out mm-hmm. there. Anyone can show up. You can get like Whoa. hundreds of people showing up. And, and obviously, like, those aren't the best auditions. <laughs> the best auditions are the ones that your manager or agent can get you because a lot of times the best ones are sent directly to the agent's managers. Mm. So, um, so for those types of auditions, you can have 10 people, you can have, you know, 50 people. It just depends. It's insane. If you think about booking a commercial, that means they first get probably thousands of submissions. They look through the headshots, then they select like a hundred and then they call in 50 and then they have 10 people for callbacks and then one person books it. That's kind of the process. It's like more competitive than like Harvard. <laughs> like at least Harvard, like they kind of, kind of like, like hundreds of people apply. Maybe like two people get in. I don't yeah, know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Commercial auditions have changed a lot too, because before you would go to a, a casting office and then you would just wait in the waiting room and then go in, do your audition and then leave. And now we're in a pandemic. So it's self tape auditions. And so especially with commercial auditions, they want to see, your whole body (laughs) you know and so they you need to have space where you can film where you could do a a wide length full body setup it's just a whole thing wow that's so crazy the the odds seem like pretty stacked against you and then on top of all that like we were saying before there's this this feeling that they have a look or a a thing that they're going for and if you don't match that vision then you know it's a no-go right how do you like how do you like keep trying i guess yeah when when you face both of these like both of these things that are kind of working against you yeah yeah uh i would say i was working in nonprofit and i didn't mind going on commercial auditions occasionally obviously as an asian american i'm not as in demand (laughs) so it wasn't like is that true getting so many and at the time yeah now it's really become better but at the time my my bank has a picture of an Asian woman oh wow so progressive yeah, we, we've made it we made it is it screen. is it Cathay Bank I can't listen I can't say what bank it is I can't say the bank but anyway sorry Christina you're saying so but I, I didn't I didn't realize that actually it was pretty like even because this was this is what like probably 2010 oh this was at this point I had graduated from my uh, master's program so I think at this I think I took Howard Fine around 2016 Oh, wow. Oh, that's pretty recent. Yeah. Wow, really recent. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that. I mean, it feels okay. like a long time ago. Yeah, it's true. I mean, with the pandemic, that adds, I think that was roughly two decades ago, like, in terms <laughs> yeah. of mental time. So when did you when did you do the, when did you do Second City? Then? 2017 was when I started. Oh, okay. And how was that? How is there like an application process or is this something where you can sign up for classes? And then so you sign up for classes. Mm-hmm. And so I signed up starting with Improv 1. I ended up enjoying it so much that I completed the whole program, um, auditioned and got into the grad review and then got on the house sketch team after that. So so I I was not thinking I was going to do any of that going in. What like struck you so much about it? Like that made you want to continue the whole program? Yeah. So I almost quit the program too. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I know it's been a journey. Um, So what happened was I ended up 
being in a class with a lot of military veterans. And they're great people. They serve the country and everything. I just don't happen to have a close background yeah, like they do. A lot of them were older Caucasian males. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a very different mindset. And so what happened is in improv, you want to give gifts and receive gifts, right? To keep the scene going. Uh-huh. But they would talk over me or, uh... yeah, like not take my gifts or oh. make me the girlfriend or the wife, just things uh, that it wasn't fun for me to be pigeonholed into that. And because they were the majority of the class, so Mm -hmm. I found it very hard and I felt stifled in that class. And it was then that I was, that I met Rob Belushi and he was a teacher. And so he just was really encouraging with me and having that mentor I guess, is what really helped me because he he was kind of giving me the steps that I needed to take in order to get into acting, which for someone who, like my parents aren't actors, like I just don't even have a blueprint or anything on how to navigate this industry. Yeah. And so with his guidance, I started um, applying for a lot of student films to build my reel. Um, and so I think in 2018, I did seven short films. Oh, wow. And then 2019, I was focused on performing at Second City because I was in three different shows at one point, which means like I was writing sketches and pitching them every week and then performing each of those teams once a month, at least. Jeez. Wow. So all of 2019, up until the pandemic, that was my life. It's like a full-time job. Like It is. <laughs> It, it, that's yeah. the thing is that if you really want to pursue acting, it is kind of hard to have a traditional nine to five. Mm-hmm. Maybe now, I don't know what's going to happen when the pandemic's over and <laughs> things open back up. <laughs> I'm not sure. But right now, because there are a lot of self-tapes, you can do that at home. So it's a little bit easier because imagine driving in traffic to auditions in LA and sometimes you get two auditions. Sometimes it's last minute and you get an audition notice when you're in Hollywood and they want your second audition to be in Santa Monica. And Mm. it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. But yeah. So having Rob as a mentor was really helpful because anytime I had, I had any questions about it, I can just reach out to him and he would help me navigate what it is that I was dealing with. For example, I dropped my theatrical agent. I there I'm just going to say it because there came a point where he told me that I didn't look ethnic enough and that I needed to go take headshots to look more ethnic Whoa. or else I wouldn't book anything pretty much. Whoa. Not those exact words, but he did tell me that I didn't look ethnic enough. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I yeah. came to a conclusion that I'm better off without a theatrical agent than someone who would say that to me because then you you obviously don't know how to pitch me to people yeah 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 interesting i get into this weird place where like i've i've been told i'm too americanized and not ethnic enough and it's weird because for me i'm just a person but in this industry it's a lot of like okay well you're asian but then you're not asian enough also i look more asian or less asian depending on who's talking to me and what their experiences have been with Asians. That obviously, past. yeah, that just, yeah. <laughs> that's obviously going to be different from person to person. Like what does it mean? What does it even mean to look like more Asian than, than another person? I, I think it, I think it just has to do with how much red you're wearing. <laughs> yeah. 
if you're wearing, wearing lots of red, if you're wearing more red on a certain day, then yeah, you look real Asian. <laughs> and you know, because of all the things that are happening with Asians right now, I just feel like it's an important thing to talk about and not yeah. kind of just sweep under the rug. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. that's fair. Because initially I was going to ask, is this like a thing that's like, you know, it's like, a, oh, this is the tradition of it being predominantly male driven, you know, Caucasian and things like that. I do remember hearing resentful remarks about how, oh, yeah, this is your time now. <laughs> but like it wasn't said oh. in a way where it was like, uh. oh, great, you know, now it's opening up uh. to you. It's more like, yeah, people are looking for people more like you. And yeah, it's kind of the <laughs> same narrative of like Asians oh coming in to steal jobs. And, and oh. it's just, yeah. Oh my god! But but you know, just as much as you hear those, there's also a lot of people who are also champions of Asian people and and being inclusive. So it's just like in any sector, right? There's yeah, going yeah. to be good yeah. people, and then there's going to be not so great people. So you just have to find the right people for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For for some of like the student films and things that you're working on and are they looking for something very similar to what you're talking about where it's like they're looking for a specific look or are they much more like oh like we like the way you took this particular character that you have and just want to see if that your experience on that front has made you feel more heartened about what's happening in Hollywood or yeah because the students represent like the future right so like is is their mindset pretty different yeah yeah the establishment so say you try to go for a traditional network show it's not just about it, of course, it's about talent, but it's also how big the actor is and how that name can bring them an audience mm-hmm. and, and help them make that money back. Acting is way more of a business, I think, than people going into it realize. Mm. Um, and so with student films, you don't have those complex layers <laughs> to worry about when, they, when it comes to casting. And I also think that in student films, they're more open to diverse voices and yeah, so a lot of the things that I auditioned for were actually just open to any um, race. Gotcha. Oh, interesting. Were there any Were there any ones that you re- you particularly enjoyed working on? I actually really enjoyed Snap. It was really cool being on a set of a fake metro kind of oh, bus yeah, yeah. car uh-huh. thing. Um, it was just I love set designs, and it's, oh, cool. it's always cool to see like, wow, this is how they build that set, and then on film, it looks so different. You can never tell. For them to make it look like the train was moving, it, we just basically got a bunch of crew members to jump up and down. Was that not a real oh, train? Wow, that wasn't in a real train. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh wow, that's pretty. That's that what I mean. So like it's funny. so all of that creativity is so yeah. fun for me. Like I, I enjoy yeah. that stuff a lot. That's cool. Because when I, I when <laughs> I saw that clip, I in my mind I was like, oh cool. They like I guess they had the budget Hired. to like to like block off a section of an actual operating no. trade but yeah that what you're saying actually makes a lot more sense <laughs> yeah yeah from a from like a budgetary perspective yeah, yeah. um well i guess christina based on i guess the, the film work that you've done as well as the sketch work that you've done is there one that you prefer over the other or are there two different types of benefit or two types of things that you get out of them that are different yeah i don't i i mean i like them both but i think my true passion about a choice would be films just because I don't know. I just enjoy it more. I like the set designs. I like being on set. Sketch is fun too. I like sketch because I can have my own voice. So when I was working in a nonprofit field, um, I kind of oftentimes felt like I hit a glass ceiling, you know, just being a double minority. And I felt like I didn't really genuinely have a voice. 
but through my sketch writing, I can write about any topic I wanted to and then make it funny and people can digest it better. And they, they want to listen to it because it's, you're making them laugh. I, I think my life mission is just kind of building more social, economic, and political equality. And so if I have a platform for that, whether it's through sketch writing or working in nonprofit, it doesn't matter. At the end, my goal is the same. I see. Yeah. Does that inform your sketch writing, actually? Like, do you it think, does, like, yeah. Is there like a, um, do you find the the process of writing and like kind of nurturing something from kind of beginning to end? Is that something that you prefer versus like taking someone else's voice and adding your own interpretation to it, like through film or something or? Yeah, um, I enjoy both, but sometimes as an actress, you don't really have your own voice sometimes. You're kind of just there as the supporting character as opposed to a lead with more complex ideas and you're less of a full person. I mean, but when you're, writing your own material you can be anything you want to be and that's why i like improv so much is that you, you can be a monkey or something if you wanted to or just for like you know shits and giggles you could be anything which i have done on stage before you were a monkey <laughs> yeah it was during grad review auditions and they were they gave us because in improv they just throw out suggestions uh-huh. and so it was like at the zoo or something and and everyone took the human character, so I was like on the scene. <laughs> At the moment, I was like, "I guess I'm the monkey. Someone's got to be the monkey." <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I'm sure. Like, and also just, just talking about like, I guess thinking on your feet. Obviously, improvisation. I'm sure your improvisation skills have improved. But are there things that you feel like you're you've learned just throughout your entire like acting career, whether it be through improv or just being on set, that you have like learned about yourself, or that you're gonna take away from the experiences that you've had? Yeah, you know, I like I don't even necessarily need to be rich and famous. I'm just really enjoying the journey. And I think mm-hmm. alluding back to what you were saying earlier, Jason, is that you kind of have to have that mindset. Otherwise, it's just a ton of rejections yeah. for every single actor. And it's no fun if that's all you care about. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been enjoying the process. And I think what really helped was growing up Asian American, I think you are always kind of given this criteria of what success means. But for me, I think I just felt like I never truly fit that Asian mold. And that was kind of hard for me sometimes to grapple with. But I think there's power in just, you know, being you, speaking up when you need to, and not kind of be trapped by all those expectations all the time. Yeah. I mean, mean, just from the outside looking in, Christina, like, you're going out and like, you know, finding out what, who your true authentic self is. And at the same time, you're like an entrepreneur with your existing business. Like I would want my kids to be in your position because they're doing <laughs> yeah. what they want. And how else would you want to define success other than someone finding what they want? Right? So Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it, you just have to define success for yourself. Right. It's yeah. always, it's, I have to be honest, it's still hard for me when I go to family functions sometimes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How, how, yeah. I mean, well, how, they have no idea. I don't actually tell. My parents don't even know I'm pursuing acting. Like that's how much I don't talk about it. Oh wow. Yeah. Interesting. But, I mean, Wait, Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, no. I'm just good. Yeah. Like, do you think that's something that you will? You know, are you waiting for a certain some like opportunity to tell them about it, or you're okay with them kind of just like only knowing 
certain aspects of what you're doing with your career? Yeah, I mean, I think that pursuing this industry is already discouraging enough as it is that I don't need further discouragement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Asian parents (laughs) not wanting to act. Pretty smart. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, I mean, as long as I'm making my own living, they don't need to know, right? It's true. Interesting. But yeah, I just, I don't need more discouragement. So that's been a hard part because if you look at a lot of successful actors, you need a good supportive network, Mm -hmm. you know, which I've found in like friends and my husband and stuff. So, you know as an adult like that's my family and circle that i get to have that with mm-hmm. oh my gosh this is like thousands of years of like pressure that is being pushed upon yeah. all of us <laughs> and some of us just break and some of us are just like you know what throw on another couple hundred thousand years on top of it because i'm gonna do what i want to do and it's like okay cool like more power to you on that i one. feel I'm like, like it's like embedded in our dna almost. oh yeah to like sure. go for the path that's most secure yeah yeah because yeah. like back in like like if this was like thousands of years ago like yeah. well i mean you should really be a poet you know because like <laughs> the king just hired like they're getting paid like 50 shekels a day to be a poet and you're like what well, i want to be a poet i want to you know i want to work on the farm <laughs> i want to be a farmer <laughs> This is a horrible analogy. No, it's really, know. it's really quite bad. I tried my best. It, it is. Yeah, yeah, no. Thanks for that. Thanks for that hand. It landed very, very poorly. I, but in any case, I was yeah, trying like, to, I was trying to receive your gift, and then I was trying to give you a gift. But yeah. obviously, neither Kelsey and I are trained in like I, the improv. Art. I did not give. I gave. I gave nothing, and I expected everything back. I feel very reassured. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but I do want to hear about your stand-up. Oh right. Okay. So. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh boy. Thank you for reminding me. I so I uh did it once. I took a 10 class program uh at the Westside Comedy Theater in San Diego. Oh, nice. And then I did the student showcase uh which was I think 4 or 5 minutes. Wow. And it was very challenging and it wasn't very good. But I did it and it should be online somewhere. It's online. It is. It is. You need to link me. Link. Yeah, check it out. I will link it to you. Yes, but I did it. I mean, it was one of those things where I always wanted to do it because I've always respected like stand-up comedians, and I was like, I want to see how hard it is because you know how a lot of comedians will say stand-up comedy is one of the most difficult things that you will do. Oh because, yeah. I mean, it's like owning your own narrative and then like showing it to the world and getting real-time feedback. And then if it lands, it feels amazing. And when it doesn't, it's like, oh, this is crushing. I spent my entire life. Like I poured my soul into this. Your entire life. Um, <laughs> but like I poured 10 weeks <laughs> of a 10-week program into this. Um, but no, it was, still, it was a lot of fun. I definitely told myself I wanted to do it again, but then like life happened. Yeah, what prompted you to go to Flappers and try stand-up there? Yeah, I feel like a lot of improvisers also try their hand at stand-up. Yeah. You know, and so I, I think in improv, you have an ensemble. Right. And then as an actor, you have lines. So you always have something to kind of like protect Fall you, back or shield on. you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I wanted to know like true fear and what it would feel like to have <laughs> yeah, no that's, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's a trust Like there's yeah. like no one. You're not sure if someone's going to catch you or laugh yeah. or anything. Yeah. And so I just wanted to know that feeling. And so I did, I think I did two open mics before. That's um, awesome. auditioning at flappers and then 
I like the way you, sorry, I like the way you described it because honestly, like once the spotlight hits you, like you that actually you realize how alone you are. <laughs> like oh, there's gosh, no one else up yeah. there. Like because it's this because like the lighting is even like jarring too. Because oh my god, yeah, you can't see any like you can uh, kind of yeah, yeah. see but that's the best silhouettes, <laughs> yeah, which is good. Yeah, right, yeah, that's yeah. great. But at the same time, you're like, oh, this is very like there's no cues uh, like it's literally all audio cues. Mm, so if it's something's landing you can hear it you're like okay i can hear it but if there's nothing you're like wow this is this is i am up here by myself yeah yeah, just, yeah yeah you don't even get to see the a soft landing of just like a smile on someone's yeah, face or like no no exactly there's no li- listening intently they have to be laughing right. out loud for you to to feel it for sure yeah. right and, and actually to christina's point about like the 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 career of a stand-up comic like because i was doing that that course i would actually pop into like the west side comedy theater on like some random wednesdays just to see yeah. like what it would be like i swear to god i saw one of the funniest guys i've ever heard uh-huh. and he was hilarious but like there was seven people in the room man just like a day at the office where he just like crushed it and like got off and i just <laughs> yeah. imagine that he just like Freaking drove to like Oakland the next day. Did the exact same thing. Just and just did his version of like a tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like this is a special breed of people. Yeah, I have two notes on that. One is um, there is so much talent out there. Totally. <laughs> you know, acting, music, stand up, everything. Like, and it's it is hard because a lot of this is preparation and preparation meeting luck. And some people just like never create that breakout moment and it's insane so you really just have to enjoy it that you can continue doing it i think also another part that's helpful with acting that you can translate into any other career is getting to know how others perceive you Mm. as Mm. an actor you literally i remember especially for commercials you'll have classes where you and your classmates will have to write out like what you think the types of roles that you can get or this person can get oh, wow. so that you know what characters or what types of roles you can go out for and stuff. And your managers and agents have to know that too. Like they'll be like, yeah, you can play young mom, girl next door, best friend, you know, just wow. you un- you're more aware of how you are outputting into the world, I guess, which is something mm. that I was not very aware of before. Yeah. I don't think that's something that I'd want. <laughs> I feel like yeah. ignorance is bliss. Like I don't want, you know, it can be helpful though. If that's you, true. yeah. If you don't just don't become consumed with it, you know, and still be yourself that's, and not be like, well, I need to. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's acting is such a tricky slippery slope because I'll see so many new actors from like out of state and then they come here pursuing a specific lifestyle and then uh-huh. they get consumed by that. And next thing you know, it's like they're not even maybe here for acting anymore, but just more here for that, like, glitz and glam life. And, you know. I mean, this is a very revealing um, conversation just about, like, what it's like to be an actress and obviously what's it like to be an Asian-American actress and your experiences and things like that. But, like, this, this is... Yeah, you know. I think, um, like, for me, when I was getting into acting, it just felt like this big mystery Mm -hmm. right and i feel like it is that way for a lot of asian americans that don't come from totally entertainment family and so i think it's good to just kind of demystify it and put it out there and also know how to 
when you run into problems in industry, kind of like, what are other people's experiences? I think it's always right. good to share experiences so that people feel less alone. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much for, for sh- you know, sharing about your own story and your, your perspective on acting. I definitely learned a lot from this conversation, but as with all good lessons, it's now time for your pop quiz. Oh yeah, I totally forgot. Yeah, totally that's forgot right. You got so. I lost. thought we were done. I know <laughs> we are not it's... done. It's about to get spicy. Oh no, go on. <laughs> um, so we're gonna play a game called Either Or. Okay. So I'm gonna give you two options, and all you have to do is pick the one that you prefer. That I prefer. Mm-hmm. Yes. You were going into that sultry lower register again, so it's right. hard to pick up. She even said register. She clearly knows. Sultry register, that is incomprehensible. Thank you. Yeah, she heard me, so comprehended and shut up, Jason. Uh, so, of these two, which do you prefer? Uh, the Dark Phoenix or Wonder Woman? Oh, Dark Phoenix. Oh, I knew, I knew that was going to be the answer. <laughs> Why? So, so for the folks who are listening, uh, Christina does your your um, cosplay at the convention that you've been to are amazing. So I don't even know how you got those outfits. They look like movie quality (laughs) outfits. Like you and your husband did the Cyclops and Dark Phoenix like comic cover. I was like, this is freaking awesome, and I'm a big comic. So, um, and I was a Marvel kid when I grew up. But anyways, <laughs> Thank you. All the way, but very long-winded way to say. Um, okay, how about Mindy Kaling or Tina Fey? Mindy Kaling. It's hard. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. But Mindy Kaling, just because she is Asian, and we really need to do that good fight right now. So that's why. Mm-hmm. Good answer. Good. I'll take that. How about Pedro or Kip from Napoleon Dynamite? Oh, Kip, all the way. <laughs> wow. Did not, did not He's so funny. He's so funny. Oh, my gosh, Kip. Uh, and our final question, and some would argue the most important question, is Jason or Kelsey? You ask that to every one of your guests. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question. Can I pick Jelsey? Uh, love it. Okay. Yeah, very creative answer. Cool. That wasn't an option, but okay. And I was first, so yeah, it's better than Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> That's what counts. Yeah. Awesome. Well, <laughs> well, Christina, you passed the pop quiz. Congratulations. Thank you. That was less hard than I expected. So. Yeah, that was uh, actually just part one of seven. So moving right along, um, <laughs> now <laughs> the, the next activity here is called top five. So what are your top five tips for aspiring actors? Okay, number one, find a mentor. All right. It makes all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Just to have someone you can go do with any questions that you know will guide you in the right direction, that know what you're about and what you hope to achieve. Um, number two, find a supportive network of people mm. because you really can't do it alone. Mm. You need support. Um, 
you need encouragement. You know, this is a hard industry. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm so distracted by Kelsey's speakers. He's like two. Nope, number three. Let's go back. <laughs> Sorry, to no, two. Kelsey. I'm trying to just. I'm trying to make it visually so you can tell. Because sometimes people lose track. Like Kelsey's not a strong counter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I can't. No. Listen, I can do up to two. Okay, and I would say don't go in it for the fame uh, or the money mm-hmm. because yeah. you very well – I know really talented actors that are in their 40s and still have not had that breakthrough success. But when you watch them, you're just like, how is that possible? They're so talented. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say don't – okay, but this, <laughs> this kind of ties into like being in it for the right reasons for yourself. But stay true to who you are, because in this industry, mm-hmm. people will ask you, like, are you willing to do nudes? Are you willing to, you know, do all these things? They're going to, they can push for that. And if you can kind of go into this path where you're not comfortable and then later you're conflicted and about yourself and all these things, I would say just stay true to who you are and what you're comfortable with. There will always be more opportunities in the future. Um, okay. And then, oh, definitely go through training it makes all the difference in the world because some people are born with talent and other people Mm -hmm. have to kind of work on it and that's perfectly fine or you could be talented and then work on it and you're just Meryl Streep you know so yeah definitely work on your craft awesome those are all really good tips Jason how do we judge that one you're gonna go you're gonna give it to her oh that was the judging portion (laughs) yeah you're judged you're judged on you're judged on all the games did you judge the first game yeah, I said she passed. Oh, she passed. Oh, it's a pass fail. Okay, it's pass fail. Oh, okay, on a pass, pass fail, fail, then fail. yeah, it's a pass if, fail. <laughs> it's pass or fail. Oh my yes. god! And, and I thought it could just the, be average. No, <laughs> and Jason, Jason, and I are the proctors. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a solid pass for sure. We're the guys at the front going and going. This is how much time you have left. I was a proctor in school. Anyway, uh, well, I don't know if that's fact or not, but I do know that our next game is called Fact or Fiction. And this is a head-to-head matchup. So, Christina, you'll be competing against our illustrious host, Jason. Ooh. So, uh, we're going to call this Fact or Fiction Acting Edition. So, I'm going to read you a statement. And you need to figure out if it's fact or fiction. And uh, whoever gets the most questions right wins. So, question number one. Hang Gore was the first Asian American to win an Oscar for his role in The Killing Fields. Fiction? <laughs> Wait, first one to win an Oscar for I'll acting. read it again. Uh-huh. Hang Noor. You just said the name differently. I know. I think it's Hang Noor was the first Asian American to win an Oscar for his role in The Killing Fields. I'm going to say fiction too. I'm going to guess fiction, yeah. I'm really All not right. up to speed on this type of stuff, but All I'm right. going to say fiction. So you both say false. The answer is false. Ah, nice. Good work. <laughs> uh, Miyoshi Umeki was the first Asian American to win an Oscar for her role in Sayonara in 1958. Oh, wow. I had no idea. Yeah. All right. Question. The Wait. next question. <laughs> oh, that was the, the next answer. Question. That was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the answer was false. I thought I said false. Did I, I have know, a small I just, stroke I didn't and realize that I didn't say false? I didn't, say I didn't false. know you were going to give us the real answer, though. <laughs> I did, yeah. That's the okay. real I, I, I may have blacked out and thought I said false and then not said false. You did no, say you false. Did, I'm did. pretty sure I said it. Okay. All right. 
Next question. 2020 and 2021 were milestones for Asian American actors at the Golden Globes, with Aquafina nominated in 2020 for her role in The Farewell, and Steven Yun nominated for a Minari in 2021. Wait, did I say that right? You're in so charge of the game. Why are you asking us? I will read it again. I will read it again. 2020 and 2021 were milestones for Asian American actors at the Golden Globes, with Aquafina nominated in 2020 for her role in The Farewell, and Steven Yun nominated for Minari in 2021. Fact. Oh, man. Um, is that a fact? I'll, I'll say fiction. The answer is false. Oh shit! Yes, Stephen Young. Stephen Young was not nominated for Minari at the 2021. Yeah, he was snubbed. How shocking was that? (laughs) But he got he got the Oscar nomination, so that's what counts. Yeah, he did get the Oscar nod. That is that is is very important. So right now it's one zero, Jason. Oh my gosh! (laughs) By the way, if Jason wins, you have to sign your reel and give him a copy of it. <laughs> yeah, that's what you have to do. With NFTs or what? Yeah. Oh yeah, you have to give me your real as an NFT. <laughs> oh shoot, there's a real. Oh, I'm the exclusive owner of this digital content. Wow. <laughs> All right. Next question. The Pew Research Center suggested in 2017 that Asians are projected to become the largest immigrant group in the country, surpassing Hispanics in 20. 20- 55. False. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say fiction. Jason's face is so funny. He like <laughs> leans back Shots. and he's like, could this be possible? Let me do the numbers. Let me run the yeah. numbers here. Uh, that was, like, that was my, math. my math face, yeah. <laughs> Two times three equals six. No, no. Okay, so you both say false? Yep. The answer is true. Wow. Stop. If if the estimated growth rates continue based on this 2017 report, in 50 years, Asians will make up 38% of all U.S. immigrants. Yeah, what? Y'all, y'all learned something. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm still, I still can't comprehend this. I can't. I will send you guys the article. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I need checkers. to fact check this. <laughs> y'all fact checking. Give me your source. Guys, this isn't Better last week tonight. Wikipedia. This is not last week tonight I with mean, uh with with John Oliver. I, no, I think I think Christina's just feeling the pressure. It's it's one zero. She's feeling the pressure. You could have taken the lead with this one. You could have taken it. I All still right. can't wrap my mind around it. Alright, like, one zero. This one, this one is worth thrice the point. So this is worth three points. Whoa. This is, is this this is the last one? Okay, here we go. Yes. Okay. While many of us know Mindy Kaling from shows such as The Mindy Project and The Office, Mindy is actually her middle name and is named after the 70s TV show Mort and Mindy. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's that's a lot of information in that statement. I'm going to I'll I'll go with fact. Oh my gosh, I don't know. I mean, I know her last name is shortened. But her first name, I didn't even think about that one ever. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Say your question. <laughs> sure. While many of it, you just want to hear that deep. Yeah, exactly. Voice. While yeah. many of us, no, no, I'm not going to do it. 
While many of us know Mindy Kaling from shows such as The Mindy Project and The Office, Mindy is actually her middle name and is named after the 70s TV show Mort and Mindy. I'll go with true. <laughs> All right. Well, the answer is true. Okay, nice. Right. Mort and Mindy was the only American show that her mother could get while she was pregnant, according to factinate.com for all you fact checkers out there. <laughs> wow. You so... know how I knew? <laughs> because when you said it the second time, you said it exactly the same way. Because <laughs> well, I wrote it down. I wrote it down, though. <laughs> she was analyzing your performance, Kelsey. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. But hold on. So if I acted like it was false, you would have. If I had acted better, she would have been like, a, "Oh, yeah, it's false." Yeah. If you're an actually trained actor, maybe you could have pulled it off. Wow. You know, what? we'll call that one a tie, even though numerically, Jason. Won. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> I clearly won. We'll I'll give it to Jason. I'll give it to Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won okay. that round. Yeah. yeah. I I want that right. NFT. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Cool. Great. Uh, pretty good work so far. Uh, yeah. <laughs> our our last activity here is called "Won't You Haiku." So this is a collaborative effort. The three of us are going to do this together. We're going Ooh. to write a haiku together. All right. So a haiku is a poem that is uh, five syllables, then seven syllables, then five syllables. All right. So Christina, we're going to have you take the first line. Uh, I guess Kelsey with the second line, and then I'll I'll take the third line. And we're okay. going to write a haiku about acting. Okay. Why do you have that look on your face? Because <laughs> I'm trying to I, I'm trying to think. No, you have to improvise this. You can't pre-think this. You just have to say it on the... <laughs> yeah, Jason, your improv is... Boy, you're not improving. Wait, I don't want to go last anymore. <laughs> you know what? Just for that, I'm going to make this complicated for you. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no. Wait, but Kelsey's in between us, so Kelsey... I know, I'm dragged save down, too. Me, so Kelsey, save me, Kelsey. Save me. Oh, God. This is going to be horrible. All right, go ahead. Acting is dino. Sores. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I like to. Is that seven? Act okay. Count it out. Let's review Count it here. Out. Acting is dinosaurs. Period. His time. I, I am. Yeah. yeah, I am. I'm buying time right now. Acting yeah. is dinosaurs. Period. What was the rest? I like to. I. I like to. Make Jason's life hard. That makes no sense. Well, that's what you guys did. <laughs> Okay, so if anything, if anything, act, if anything, the third line made the most sense out of this whole thing. <laughs> acting is. This is acting a haiku is about dino. acting, not about Jason's life. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, you you took the subject matter off. You were given a biology test. You started giving chemistry answers. That's I don't think this works. is the Jason Kelsey show. I think this is just the Jason. Show. I agree. Ooh, oh, this is called projection. <laughs> Projecting. This is I need a new Jason. line from you, Jason. It's Jason, and Jason <laughs> has friends. <laughs> and Jason has friends. There we go. 
<laughs> I could give you five syllables. All oh, he said, day. He said All and. Day. He did yes. He did yes and. He did and. Smart. Okay. I get, I get what you did there. All right. Cool. Well, I'll say we all collectively failed that. That was but quite I think, bad. But I think, yeah. But I think, Christina, I think you passed enough Thank to you. scrape by. Listen. It was a group, your, it was a group project, but you're like the leader of the group. So the teacher yeah, allowed yeah. you to pass sums up my journey as an Asian person, you know? <laughs> well, those are all the games that we have for you, Christina. Um, thank you again for being on. This is so wonderful. And, uh, you know, again, at the end of our, our discussion, Jason and I tend to learn something despite our best efforts. Um, and so I'd say, uh, I'd ask Jason, actually. Jason, what did you learn today? So the thing that I learned, actually, this was, a somewhat like small comment that Christina made, but it's it's stuck with me here, which is her experience doing improv and why she almost like quit was she was in a class with some people who had you know different life experiences, different backgrounds, and I guess I just didn't really that that wasn't really something that had crossed my mind before. That even in when you're in an improv room, everything is being made up. That even the individual life experiences of of the performers like even that can still come out, right? And that can have an impact on the quality of the scene and even on the, the enjoyment of the participants. So as a as an outsider to to improv and to the whole industry, like you see it on TV and I guess you just don't realize like, wow, a lot of these people, the reason they had such positive improv experiences is because, you know, it, it, there's so many shared life experiences that they have. And that is like that that does make it very tough right for other people to want to like break in and and feel good about about that craft so yeah so that was a perspective that was completely new to me and you know i'm really glad that christina was able to find a mentor in that space and and continue her like improv journey and you know come out on top for all that um but i'm willing to bet that that's probably not the case for a lot of other minority performers so yeah, that that was my takeaway, and uh, we didn't really spend too much time talking about it, but that's the thing that stuck out to me. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think, I think the way you said it was like pretty spot on, Jason. Like, I, I think I also kind of was surprised by that. Let's call it like the, there's like a societal standard that like some folks are just used to, and so they can fit in a lot more cleanly. Exactly. But then the, yeah. for those that don't, it's like it's just more of a challenge because you can't understand it as as fundamentally as other people can and which makes just the any minority experience just that much harder to to succeed and the fact yeah. that you're still you know going at it and grinding away at it it's just a it's a testament to your to your will to really like hone your craft and really learn more about you know, yeah what, what i mean and happy. also my mentor brought me on to this show at second city called office hours where the teachers will pick a few like students to perform on stage with them. Like, I just did the most random things. Like for one scene, I was kind of this weird janitor. <laughs> and so like, no matter what I did, he just supported me in the scene. And that's how I knew improv can be so different when you have people who can support you as opposed to just want to talk over you mm -hmm. or take right. over the scene. And that's, that really kind of was the breakthrough moment for me. And it made me realize how fun improv can be. And yeah. yeah. I, and actually that's a good segue into what I learned is the, this sense of community that you, that you need to have to mm -hmm. really be successful. I think 
I did get a very strong sense that you have like a community and a family that is supporting you in your kind of journey right now. And I, I think Christina said it best where she said, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, they, they see the end result of what it's like to be an actress mm -hmm. or an actor, but they don't realize all the effort and the time and the work, but then also like the encouragement and the community that comes in the back of it too. So um, it just kind of highlights the already high level of respect I had for Christina for doing what she's doing and just realizing that despite all these things that she's able to find that, that family that she's hopefully uh, been able to rely on to get her through what is going to be a very uh, interesting and really hopefully prosperous year. I feel like I'm getting that affirmation from an Asian that <laughs> I've been craving the yeah. whole time. Okay. <laughs> I'm a dad now. I'm practicing. <laughs> I got it. I got it locked. Wow. Words of wisdom from Kelsey. <laughs> there you go. Love it. Uh, so Christina, I guess before we, we close it up, was there anything that you learned? Uh, about this this discussion from us you'd like to share. yeah if not you don't need to say i learned that you and jason are also talented in artistic ways <laughs> what yeah wow i really think kelsey <laughs> that you should try your hand at stand-up again because you definitely have the comedic timing for it um oh, that's nice. and it'll be fun just like sign up for an open mic or something you don't have to take a whole class again and commit to that 10 week time period. Yeah, Kelsey. Um, and Jason, what was your band's name again? <laughs> is no. there anywhere that I can see this? No, 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 no. This is not, not definitely not public information. <laughs> and the band is, is probably not going to get back together. If that's what you're alluding to. <laughs> um, but who's to say you can't record on your own? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. But yeah, that was great. I mean, I was totally taken aback when you just like popped out your guitar and started singing. And I was like, whoa, this is going to be that kind of show. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, I'm so happy you guys are doing this podcast together. I like how you guys riff off of each other. I think you have a really good banter going on and it's super fun. And you guys at least have made me as a guest feel comfortable. So I really appreciate that. And it's, this has been such a fun experience. Awesome. Oh, yeah. That's Thanks so much. And, uh, Jason, I, I didn't pay her that much to say that. So it's uh -oh. pretty. <laughs> Got it. Like it was, it's within budget. Let me just say it's within okay, budget. Okay, good, good, good. As long as it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank cool. you, Kelsey. It's coming out of, it's coming out of my per diem, but that's. Okay. Got it. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Thank you once again, uh, Christina. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for you know, sharing your time with us and your experience. And yeah, we want to thank everybody who's listening. Like we really do appreciate it. And yeah, wish everybody a great week. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> this has been Jason and Kelsey have friends executive produced by Dora talent managed by Kelly design and artwork by hobby at madebyhobby.com. Theme song by Jason. Questions, comments? Send us an email at jasonandkelsey at gmail.com or visit us at jasonandkelsey.com. If you haven't already, please rate and subscribe everywhere, multiple times. <laughs>